630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Just in the last 20 minutes or so, uh, some breaking news. Now, this is the Globe and Mail citing sources and saying that five members of the 2018 World Junior uh, Team, Canada Team Canada World Juniors, have been told to go to London and surrender to police to face sexual assault charges. All part of the huge investigation that blew up Hockey mm-hmm. Canada, uh, that changed uh, the sort of the, the the landscape of how we look at our team Canada and junior hockey and and ideally and started a, a move to yeah. change right yeah but we said never seen charges now it looks like they will again we're gonna have to get details These are just reports right now obviously throughout the day probably throughout the week of course we will learn more yeah uh, we, we actually will be talking about what's happening in the AGHL which is originally yeah. why we booked Dan Mason a professor uh, in the faculty of kinesiology sport and recreation at the U of A but while we have him on the line we're gonna obviously ask him about these charges uh, good morning Dan Good morning. I know you're just hearing yeah. about this as I well. Uh, Put first, me on the spot. First blush. Um, well, I think it's, you know, there's there's a reckoning happening, and I think that it's for the best, you know, and, and so I think that it's surprising in some ways, but not surprising given that there's been this culture of, of sweeping these kinds of things under the rug historically through uh, the sports system, not just in hockey. And so I think that um, it's something that should happen, and, and it's something that we know we should uh, be happy in the sense that, 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 that finally people are being held accountable for their behaviors. Or appear to be. And yeah. we don't know which five players we're talking about either. But already right. there's tons of people speculating about a couple of NHL players who've taken uh, leaves of absence uh, to deal with personal matters or mental health matters. A couple of them were on that roster. So it, it certainly leads people to wonder. Again, don't know. But, man, the talk is already out there. Right, right. Well, and I think that it's something that... As I mentioned, I think that, that for the longest time, these kinds of behaviors were, were tolerated or, or if not tolerated, they were sort of pushed to the side for the, you know, what was perceived as the greater good of, of, the, of the teams that were playing. And so I think that now now we're seeing this, these kinds of behaviors are unacceptable and, and people, if they're going to engage in these behaviors, are going to be held accountable for it. And, and I think that it's, um, you know, the changes to Hockey Canada uh, were long overdue. And I think that, that, you know, hopefully we can see some good and positive things coming out of this, which is changes to the system. Are you seeing major changes to the system already? Or, are you, or do you think they're just sort of putting lipstick on a pig? Or are you seeing actual um, productive yeah, think, changes I, to, to, to a, a culture that's toxic? Well, I think that I think that you're seeing broader changes that are happening, and and you're seeing it in different ways. So, for example, you're seeing more representation in the media um, from from people from different ethnic groups and different uh, genders, uh, with regards to um, you know presenting hockey on television. You're seeing you know new positions in 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 these organizations that are being offered to to women and people from different backgrounds. And so, I think that you're seeing this sort of broader change that's been happening which has been for the for the good and so i think that 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 changes to hockey canada and the way in which they appoint people and the way in which they uh, are transparent and all these kinds of things are just sort of these incremental changes that i think are, are long overdue
Uh, and, and again, this is this is really early early moments. As we're just finding out about this. We put Dan Mason on the spot here a little bit just to dive into this 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 conversation about five members of the 2018 World Junior Championships roster being uh, told to to surrender to to police in London, Ontario, and face potential charges of sexual assault. So that we're going to get much more on that throughout the day. The reason we had initially booked Dan uh, was to talk about this change with the Alberta Junior Hockey League and with five teams from the AHL moving over to the BC League, which just, when I first heard about it, it kind of made me shake my head. Hockey Canada has a role in this or inadvertently has a role in this as well. Can you just explain why this is happening? Well, I think, you know, historically, the Junior A teams have been sort of an extension of the hockey development system. And so, you know, they've been designed to be regional leagues that would develop players within their respective um, constituencies. And so I think that what's happened is is obviously junior a hockey is this development stream where players will go to the ncaa and so the bc hockey league historically has been probably the most successful team uh league at at preparing players for the ncaa and so you've got five flagship teams from the ajhl that are now going to be working with the bchl because they feel that that's going to increase their opportunities for player development and so i think that um it's not surprising in a sense that they know that this is the business that they're in. And I think the business is different than what it used to be. And you're going to see more recruitment of players from different places to come, not necessarily from Alberta or from BC. And so this is just something that they see is in their interest based on what their, their, their mandate is, which is develop players to move along the system. So it obviously sounds attractive Uh, right now. Five teams have jumped ship. Do you think more will here in Alberta? Uh, not necessarily. I think that um, the teams that are leaving have, have strong records of, of producing players that go on to play at the NCAA level. And so I think that uh, in some ways it's almost like the BCHL is sort of cherry-picking the best teams. And so you're not necessarily going to see other franchises follow suit because there's only so many teams and so many players that they can they can produce for that moving on to that level. So I think that it's not going to be very good for the existing teams because – it reduces the likelihood of their players getting exposure because they be, they're not going to be playing against those flagship teams anymore. So I think that that's something that's discouraging. But at the same time, I think that if you look at it from a business perspective, it makes a lot of sense for those teams uh, for their own individual interest to move to the BC Hockey League. So I'm wondering if the AJHL can survive this. Uh, I think it will. I think that there's always going to be an appetite for junior hockey in different um different towns and cities across Alberta and I think that the quality of play will be strong and everything but I just think it's going to it's just this is just revealing the the sort of mandate of these teams which is to produce these players and 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 produce the best teams possible um and and it doesn't necessarily involve some of the other franchises within the province. And they're and they're doing this at their own, I guess, cost because just to, to ship players over the Rocky Mountains uh, that it requires more transportation costs, more hotel rooms, more per diems and, and food. So logistically, um, it, it it's going to be a little bit tougher, isn't it? Um, yeah, but I think that there's there's probably ways that they can they can adapt that. Like I know, for example, in the Western Hockey League. Prince George is quite remote, and so they would go and play more than one game there. So they might change the scheduling in such a way that if you're traveling over there, you're going to make sure that you get as many games as possible in while you're over there. So there's sort of logistically ways that you can try and manage that. So I don't think that that's going to be as big of an issue. And certainly they see that it's in their interest to have that competitive 
um, competitive or competition with those BC Hockey League teams. And it's well, they feel that it's well worth it. Uh, how many teams are even in the AHL? I was just trying to do a, is, is it. Uh, I think there's 16. 16? Yeah. I think so. That's, a, that's still a substantial blow. You're losing basically a third of your teams. Yeah, and, and and as I mentioned before, they're sort of the flagship teams, they're the yeah. dominant teams in, in the in the league and everything. So I think that that's certainly uh, you know a concern. But like I said, I, I think that there's quality teams and quality players in these remaining clubs, and I, and I think that that's something that's going to continue on. And I don't think it's you know there's a risk of the AGHL folding or anything like that. Do you think more uh, hockey leagues around Canada will go to the to this model that they're doing in BC and moving away from Hockey Canada? Um, not necessarily, though, because if you look at historically, if you go kind of east or west to east, the BC Hockey League has sort of been a little bit stronger than the AGHL, and the AGHL has been a little bit stronger than junior leagues in Saskatchewan and Manitoba. And so um, historically, it's been the BC League that NCAA scouts have gone to. And so I think that there's not necessarily the same incentives for some of these other franchises in other leagues to do this nor would there be an appetite for the BC Hockey League to absorb them necessarily Dan thanks so much for your time on uh, both this subject and uh, what we kicked off with with the World Juniors really appreciate your time this morning no problem take care All right, Dan Mason a professor at the U of A in kinesiology sport and recreation uh, talking about the the five flagship teams for the AJHL moving over to British Columbia but then also off the top of that conversation, the uh, the news uh, being reported by the Globe and Mail that five members of the 2018 World Junior Hockey Championships, Team Canada, have been called uh, to London to face sexual assault charges. Uh, and so that is going to that is going to explode as the day goes on oh, and sure. we get some more details. We don't have and, names. And which five players? We don't know. We don't have names and, and possibly if the charges are laid, we will get all of those names. But the ripple down effect to the NHL and to hockey fans who are watching, what will this do to the teams that they are on, whether they're they're big factors in, in those in those cities yeah. and, and on those teams. So it should be very interesting whether there is a backlash from hockey fans saying, you know, why why are you doing this? Uh, you know what is happening. It, it, it could be very interesting because people Absolutely. love their hockey. They live and die hockey, and uh, you know what that that toxic culture exists. And so it'll be very interesting to see what plays out over the next uh, couple of weeks. We'll be watching it.